And welcome back. Tomorrow on this program, we'll be discussing and analyzing Governor Eric Greitens' State of the State Address. We want you to tell us your reaction to the speech and to the priorities Greitens laid out. You can hear the speech live tonight at 7 on St. Louis Public Radio. After listening, give us a call and leave a voicemail. We may use it on tomorrow's program. Give us a call at 314-516-6397. That's 314-516-NEWS. The words storm large can mean a lot of things, but in the world of show business, they are the name of a very busy performer. Storm Large is a singer, songwriter, and author who appears in the U.S. and around the world, performing solo with symphony orchestras and smaller bands, including Pink Martini. If that name sounds familiar, it may be because All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro also sings with that group from time to time. Storm Large will bring her act to St. Louis next Wednesday. For more, here's producer Alex Hoyer. A press release about Storm Large's upcoming performance in St. Louis at the Sheldon reads, An Astonishing Singer and a Striking Beauty. Storm Large joins me by phone. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Hi. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, it's just very, it's just very flattering um, to, to, hear, to hear oneself described as a striking beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I it is. I'm recovering from the flu. <laughs> But but you're better now, I understand. I am. I am. Thank God I'm on the mend. Yes, finally. Well, I'm glad to hear that, uh, in a, especially in advance of your upcoming performance next Wednesday in St. Louis. Now, you perform a lot of different genres of music, American standards, music from Broadway, and even some rock music. And so I'm curious what people can expect from your performance in St. Louis. Well, it's a, it's like, uh, it's like an interactive kind of a show. It's not. It's never one thing. I uh, I kind of take the temperature of the audience and I um, I feel what their level of sense of humor is. I feel what their you know what their excitement level is. And and we have quite a few fans in St. Louis, so it's kind of like a coming home usually for us. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that I've read about you and that and that I've heard people say about you is that. Uh, your CDs are great, but that you give a great live performance. And uh, you you mentioned taking the temperature of the room, and I guess that's that's part of the reason why people probably say you give great live performances. Do you think? Um, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've I've always been kind of a sensitive, empathetic person, and uh, I also want people to enjoy the show. So I'm a I'm a I'm an eager pleaser of a performer, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, um, I don't kiss tail. I, I do what I want to do, but I, I also want the uh, ultimate exuberance on both sides. Um, it's, it's always a better show for me when it's a better show for the audience. If people are having a good time, it's, you know, it's like erotic exchange. It's, it's only it's only fun if everyone's having fun. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so how would you play differently to an audience that's just um, that you don't really think is into it? How how do you play differently to an audience that's like that as opposed to one that that's really into it? Um. Well, you know, I've been very lucky, and I don't usually play to audiences who aren't totally into it, but they're maybe more reserved, say, with a, a symphony audience. They're mm. a little more laid back and a little more reserved. And they, um, the tendency is with 
uh, classical music audience is they feel they need to behave a certain way and respond in a certain way, enjoy the show in a certain way, and, and react, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a very controlled kind of certain way. Um, and I, I refuse to to adhere to those rules. I'm like, no, man, come on, throw yourself out of the seat, and have fun, <laughs> clap, be, make a fool of yourself, sing along, hold up your lighters. Uh, this is a show. You're here. You know, mm-hmm. live entertainment is so rare nowadays. It's such a, and especially in a symphonic environment or a, in an artistic, like a, a performing arts center, it's a, it's a usually a higher price ticket. And mm. so some people only get to enjoy those things once a month, maybe if they're lucky. And uh, so I'm just like, come on, man, get into it. This is it. <laughs> this is this is it for the month. Uh, you perform a mix of original songs and and of covers, and both are included in your 2014 album. And uh, there are a couple of covers that were written by uh, Cole Porter that are on that album. One of which is "I've Got You Under My Skin," which uh, Frank mm-hmm. Sinatra made made famous. Yeah. Um, and and before I ask you about your version of that, I want to play a little bit of Sinatra's version. I've got you. Under my skin I've got you Deep in the heart of me So deep in That's Frank Sinatra's version of I've Got You Under My Skin. I'm speaking with Storm Large, who performs at the Sheldon next Wednesday. Uh, Now I want to play a little bit of your version. I've got you Under I've got you deep in the heart of me So deep in my heart that you're nearly a part of me And I got you under my skin I've tried so This affair never will go so well But why do I try to resist when, baby, I know so well That I got you under my skin Sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of just having you near. In spite of a warning voice that comes in the night and repeats and it yells in my ear. Don't you know, little fool, you never can win. Use your mentality, wake up to reality. Just the thought of you makes me stop Before I 
that's Storm Large singing I've Got You Under My Skin, written by Cole Porter. Uh, Storm Large, that's certainly a different take than I think what a lot of people are used to from hearing the Frank Sinatra version. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's a different harmonic approach, and we didn't set out... We didn't set out to change it or improve it because, I mean, the Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Harry Belafonte. I mean, I mean, there's so many incredible versions of that song already, and most of them follow the the the, the similar guideline of you know the the score and the way Mr. Porter envisioned it. Um, but what I like about our version is it seems, at least to my ear a little truer to the urgency of the lyrics, to the, um, to the fear of putting oneself out there and wanting the desire of somebody who may not give a fig about you. Um, that fear we've all experienced of putting our hearts outside of our bodies and in an offering. And that fear that can make you a little bit crazy. That's where sort of, um, you know, maybe stalkerish behavior kind of comes in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just, I feel there's a little more at stake in that presentation. How do you decide which songs that you want to cover? I mean, there are so many American standards or Broadway tunes. How, how do you decide which ones that, that you want to have your own take on? Uh, usually they just come across my consciousness. They're either like, Little Nur, the album is comprised of songs from rock and roll and punk rock and classical that have just made my life bearable. <laughs> They're like my favorite songs of all kind of of all time, a selection of mm-hmm. my favorite songs of all time. And that's why the band, the album is called The Happiness, uh, because it's that thing that keeps you going no matter how hard things get. You remember that there is still joy and that you can remember that there are times when you've been down and you've come back, and some of these songs were the soundtrack of that recovery. So sometimes a song will catch my ear, and I've heard it a million times, but for some reason it strikes my ear in a different way. And I think, wow, I want other people to to experience this song the way I'm feeling it right now. One of the songs that's on your latest album which is an original, is A Woman's Heart, and I want to play that in a second, but can you set this up? Um, Yes. This song um, I wrote in a day, sitting in my living room, uh, having just gone through a pretty rough breakup, and um, the person was fairly abusive and didn't didn't understand. It it was a... uh, it was impossible to get this person to understand that their behavior was cruel and controlling and, and not healthy. Uh, it was much easier for them to believe that I was just leaving and giving up. Um, and so in a way it's an apology to this person that though they hurt me, um, the sadness really was in the fact that they would never understand. Um, and hence the hence the first line, you'll never know a woman's heart. All right, well, let's listen to a bit of it. This is A Woman's Heart by Storm Large. You'll never know a woman's heart Just can't see that far down Such a long 
and pretty road that you'll never go. Well, you might haunt her every dream, and you might have a name she screams, and you can tear her world apart and never know. Oh, a woman's heart. She will build you such a home of swirling blood and salty bones, and you will feel all big and bold, strong and whole. Then out of nowhere she will go, short and sharp and icy cold, and she will stare right through your soul like you're the pain of a dirty window. You'll never know a woman's heart. No one can. That's a woman's heart by Storm Large. That's an original off of her latest album from 2014. It it really sounds storm like like you do a certain amount of healing through through your music. Uh, whether whether it's the cover that you've selected or or whether it's some of your original music. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I mean. Artists in general. Uh, I had a I had a um, a wonderful teacher in New York City. He was a, a phonetics and voice and speech teacher in acting school. His name was Jim Demonic. That's his real name. And he told a really interesting story to his class one time. Um, uh, I guess you'd call it a parable about how the artist is cursed. How um, you know an, an average. Joe can uh, see a sunset and be just enriched by the sunset or hear, hear a bird song and be enriched by the bird song or see a, see a deer leaping across the road and just be enriched by that, by the beauty that's around him or her. And the artist is just forever tortured because we're, we're constantly trying to recreate the beauty that we see around us or the pain or, or, you know, it's trying to articulate and make make understandable the unintelligible and intangibles and things that every human experiences, but almost no humans can articulate. Um, and that's that's uh, so. I I hope I can I can uh, create a little bit of healing with my voice. Um, I was checking out your Twitter profile, and you have a few thousand followers, I should say. And uh, among uh, many people uh, on Sunday, you uh, um, expressed your appreciation for Oprah. Uh, she, she of course, gave that uh, rousing uh, speech. And uh, I'm, I'm curious what, what your take on, on that speech was. Um, not so much the speech. I mean, the speech was moving, and it was incredible. And in this day and age, especially in the last few years of very fashionable um, resistance and different armbands and different, you know, people wearing black to show solidarity for abuse and, and, um, and abuse of power and, and abuse of women. Oprah has always just kind of been a steadfast, positive force, just really shining a light on things that 
are healing and healers and people doing wild, incredible work in the world. And um, I've always, I've, I've always kind of gone to her as a, um, as a motherless child. I've always kind of gone to her as a for a maternal light, um, which I'm sure is a lot of her appeal to most of her fans. But you know, she was so powerful and so clear, and and yet very positive and just um as a as a a a woman who was a poor black woman coming up uh daughter of a poor black woman she had no reason no reason to believe that she could ever you know but she tells that incredible story about Sidney Poitier and how that's all that took but that's a that is a powerful spirit that Mm -hmm. can take that cue run with it for her entire life with her talent and with her heart and with her mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she was dissuaded and I'm sure she was, dis- you know, discouraged and, and, and dissed and told you're fat, you're black, you're a woman, you know, and uh, who do you think you are? You know, the best of us, the best of us <laughs> all get that. But I mean, a poor black woman, you know, still this day and age in this country, in this, wonderful beautiful wide developed country you know it's you know poor black women get it the hardest and the worst and uh to grow your soul like a flower through that through that difficulty and to still be as gloriously positive and hopeful hopeful for everyone is is an incredible incredible amount of grace just a sort of yet another exclamation point of why I love her. Hmm. I think a lot of people do. And during that speech, Oprah mentioned her realization that there could be a, a young girl watching her at that moment as well. I'm, I'm curious what, what advice you might have for young artists uh, who uh, are potentially struggling to make it, but who really enjoy making music or writing poetry or or whatever their their art might be what what would you say to them people are going to tell you you're stupid and that your ideas are stupid and that you're not pretty enough you're not skinny enough you're not young enough people are going to tell you um art is a waste of time it's only for beautiful cool people with money um you know it's great that you have a nice voice but what are you going to actually do and also there's this um to look out for those those uh, um, fantasies that we see online and on television that, you know, people get discovered and they become famous and they have mansions and, and coke problems and they go to rehab and they have three marriages before they're 30 and it's this great glamorous life of bonbons and cocaine and, um, and uh, it, it looks so easy to become kind of famous and so people are even more easily... Um, even more easily discouraged. And uh, all I say is you do this because you love it. You do this because it's what you were made to do. You do this because it's who you are. And yeah, people are going to naysay you and they're going to, they're going to try to talk you out of it. And they're going to tell you, you know, you're, you're doing the wrong thing and you're going to feel really discouraged and you're not going to make money and you're not going to be famous and you're going to land a lot of times 
at the airport at two o'clock in the morning and no one will be there to pick you up. And, you know, you still have to pay your bills and you still have to pay your rent and you still have to work really, really, really hard in ways that it's hard to describe. But you do it because it's who you are and because it's in you and it matters to you. Mm -hmm. Changing topics a little bit, at the outset of the interview and the introduction, uh, we mentioned you're you're performing with the band Pink Martini, and a lot of public radio listeners uh, might know that All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is an occasional guest singer with that group, and so I can't let you go without asking you to give us the scoop on Ari Shapiro. Ari Shapiro is one of the most frustratingly perfect human beings I've ever met. He is kind, he's funny, he's articulate, he's brilliant, he's an incredible chef, and besides being tall and incredibly easy to look at, he is one of my great friends, and I will always love him, and uh, just an incredible person. I I don't know what his uh, astrological situation was the day he was born, but boy, the heavens sure did smile down upon the earth when they made Ari. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, um, it, it's been a pleasure to talk with you, Storm Large, and I know people are looking forward to your coming to St. Louis next Wednesday at the Sheldon. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to getting back to St. Louis. Alex Hoyer's interview with Storm Large. She'll be appearing at the Sheldon next Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.